I found that nothing in life is worthwhile unless you take risks. Nothing. Nelson Mandela said, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. I'm sure people have told you to make sure you have something to fall back on. Make sure you got something to fall back on, honey. But I never understood that concept, having something to fall back on. If I'm going to fall, I don't want to fall back on anything. I want to fall forward. I figure at least this way I'll see what I'm going to hit. Never be discouraged. Never hold back. Give everything you got. And when you fall throughout life, remember this. Fall forward. Hey folks, welcome to this week's Burning the Boats Weekly Ramble. I'm here again with my man Bill Phillips. And today we're going to talk about um, how we built our real estate portfolio. And we're continuing to build it with different strategies now. Um, we're getting more into other niches within real estate, the lending fund and stuff like that. But we're going to go all the way back to the early days when we were on our own trying to figure out a strategy and then we ultimately came together and do it. Um, and I'm going to let Bill kind of kick it off with um, some of those early strategies at a high level. And, you know, we're going to go real high level. But if you're hearing this or watching this, um, and you've got some questions, you know, reach out to us. We'll be glad to kind of dive in and, and help you formulate a strategy um, if, if that's what you want to do. So, Bill, kick it off. How do how we get going? Yeah, we, we've talked a lot and, you know, former podcasts and stuff like that about how we got to the point of wanting to do real estate. But then we eventually had to jump into real estate, right? And the way – it's funny that we were doing it separately at first for about yep. a year – um, but we had both agreed that the ultimate plan was to own rental properties, right? And didn't really know to what scale we wanted to own rental properties, but, you know, the best way for us to get into it at the time was to go with the birth strategy. Yep. So buy, rent, rehab, nope. refinance. No, nope. start it repeat. over. No, nope. got to start that one buy. over. <laughs> buy. Buy, rehab, rent refinance refinance. there we go thank you Burr. i've never had to say it out loud. Yep. b r r r r so what that is is taking capital that you have and essentially what we did was we took our capital we bought a house cash we rehabbed it put a renter in it refinanced repeated it right so the way that we were able to do that and this was with our jobs right so you know as we were working our jobs we had good incomes and we looked good on paper um, for banks and we had um, our houses for HELOCs. So mm -hmm. we both opened up a HELOC, Yep. right? So we had money from the equity we could use in our houses. And some people are comfortable with that. Some aren't. Um, for us, we were both comfortable with it. Took out HELOCs on our houses, which is a line of credit that if you never use it, you never pay for other than maybe the setup fees for it. Um, in our case, we would use our HELOC go buy a house cash, say like the first one I did, I bought for $80,000 using that credit line and some of our own cash and put the rehab in it, you know, $25,000 on that first house, all in for $105,000. I put a renter in the house for $12.50 a month, went back to the bank 
and refinance that property. And at that point, just like a flip, it appraised for $165,000 and the bank is willing to give, as long as you've already done the work up front, the bank is willing to give you, you know, 70 to 75% of up that finish. Up to 80% uh, sometimes. It was yeah. 80 then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most banks now are 70, yeah. 75. Right. They've kind of come, cut back on that yep. some. But in that case, $105,000 out, I was able to get all of that money back and go put it into the next deal, right? And then I've, I've leveraged the house and my rent pays off the mortgage, insurance, taxes, expenses, and all that kind of stuff. And that was really the, the ultimate start for both of us yep. separately. And the kind of the story I was just telling, that was my first house. We did that separately and then came together, brought our capital together, and then we could do it on a, on a bigger scale. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, you nailed it. Um, and while Bill, I think our, so I, I was buying and selling real estate without any strategy for years. Um, and it, it was early on, it wasn't to make money. It wasn't to build wealth. It was none of that. It was to build towards something that I really wanted, which was a piece of land and to build a really nice house on, um, which, you know, eventually I could have done that with the income I was making, but to speed that up, I was buying local properties where I lived. Um, and this goes back to when I was in my early twenties, I'd buy them and Katie and I would move into them, fix them up. Um, and then find the next one and sell that one and move to the next one. We build a house and it was a lot of moving pieces, but ultimately each transaction built up to where I was able to buy a farm. I was able to build a house. So that was my initial start in the real estate, zero strategy. Then I realized, because a couple of those houses I held onto as rentals, I realized, and I was self-managing, horrible landlord. I'm too soft. I would let people get behind on rent. It was in my local hometown area, so typically I knew the tenants. That wasn't good. And it was just, I was losing money. It was not a good strategy. So I decided to sell off all my rentals and just settle back into my career and raise my family in my new house on my farm until Bill and I kind of got into podcasts, reading books, and we decided we're going to start building a real estate portfolio with strategy. Did it on our own. Yeah. And then for about a year, for about a year, I I think I did three houses that first year using the birth strategy. I did too. Both of us doing the same thing. We had HELOCs um, and, and our own cash. And then but if well, anything, that was that was proof of concept. Absolutely, of us, right? absolutely, and it was even at that point the goal. We very seldomly because we were meeting. Talk about that because um, it was yeah, yeah we were because it, we it was during COVID. Yeah, so yeah. we weren't we weren't teamed up as right. a business. Yet, right, right. Six hundred eight B Capital hadn't been born yet. Yep. Um, so we had our own individual LLCs, but we still met at the Hardy's parking lot in Smithfield, Virginia. At, <laughs> five o'clock in the morning, yep. a couple times a week to talk through what we were doing to find the next property. Yep. Cause it's easy to go say, I'm going to go buy real estate. It's not that hard to find a property that works. Right. And then once you do, especially at the beginning, it's pretty scary to go buy it cause you don't really know what you're doing. Yep. Right. And now we were both in that boat and we would meet, we would compare notes and you know, that helped a lot just to be able to share it. Did it make sense? You know, what kind of deals are you finding? And then fast forward after we went through about a year of doing it on our own, we're like, all right, we've got different skill sets, right? Whereas I'm kind of more the numbers guy, you're more of the kind of 
in that case, kind of networking, deal finder, right. and, and everything. And we brought that together. And over the next six months, we bought eight houses. Right. right? And of those eight houses, I mean, they're, they're all phenomenal houses that I think except for one of them that we still have in our portfolio. Yep. And that we and haven't sold as a market I think it, change. But. I think it's important to note, go back to the reason the partnership worked so well for us is because of something you, the key, the key, most key point is we had different skill sets. Yeah. I'm not saying it can't work, but to go into a partnership with somebody that is exactly like you from a personality and a um, skill set standpoint, it's very tough to work because you're both doing the same stuff right. well and you're not doing the same stuff well. So in our case, in these meetings, it was a couple very apparent things to us. Bill, Bill had an office job. Like he had to focus on that job from, you know, seven in the morning to whenever you got off, four in the afternoon. And then outside of that is outside of business hours. So it's tough to make calls. So you were really struggling finding time to make phone calls and yeah. make offers and stuff like that. You were cramming it in on your lunch break and yeah. stuff like that. Whereas I had a little more flexibility with my job and I, and, and I like, you know, I enjoy doing those things. So I was getting a lot more deal flow coming in, but what I struggled with is underwriting those deals, um, making them make sense on like every, my mindset is everything's a good deal. I can just figure it out. Well, and I struggle. I mean, I get anxiety just having a stack of bills I got to pay, you know, just I got the money to pay them, but like writing the checks and or going online and paying them, hate doing that crap. Well, Bill's good at that. And he's good at analyzing and knowing that this isn't a good deal. This is a good deal. Let's roll with it. So you combine those two forces, which we saw yeah. pretty quickly. And sure enough, it poured gas on it. And we, we quadrupled what we were doing on our own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Within, within six months. And then, so we don't go on too far, yeah, but uh, I'm it, sorry. <laughs> there, there's always, you know, what's, what's next. And we yeah. never had the intention of, you know, buying, and maybe we did at one point, let's buy one or two rental houses a year and it'll add up over time. But it very quickly shifted to, all right, we can do this. How do we do it faster, bigger and grow and yep. scale? Yep. Um, and we morphed into that pretty, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. So then we bought, you know, an apartment building and then we've added, you know, several units since then and then it's just from the two of us just kind of jumping in to say all right there's a lot we can do in the real estate world and it's pretty cool to look back on that like first few houses yeah right yeah right and how scary they were we made mistakes too oh I mean, yeah. yeah oh yeah 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 some fun contractors <laughs> but, um but yeah to go back to see how you know that first house right i'll never forget that first house Right. I can't tell you the process and many of them since then, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's just about jumping in, making your mind up that you're going to do it, put a strategy around it. Like we did around, you know, opening up HELOCs and credit lines, right. putting cash aside, all that kind of stuff, have a strategy around. It, and then once all that's set up, go do it, figure yeah. it out, find something. Key thing there, go do it. Yeah. Like we, we both, I attribute everything we have going on now to both of us, um, me more so from the aspect of, I just don't like thinking about things. I just want to go, go, go. I, I see a vision and I just want to go do it. Yeah. Um, which again is why Bill and I work so good together. Cause I'm pushing the needle. 
he or let's say I'm I'm building a out of control fire and he helps contain so it. I'm the wet blanket. You're right, right. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> the wet bandit. Um, <laughs> wet bandit. But sticky bandits. The one thing that both of us did, we weren't just coming up with a strategy and educating ourselves. Yeah. We were putting it into action with the mindset of, and of course, yes, we had the security of a, a good job. So if something went absolute chaotic, we knew we could buy our way out of it with our income. But we also knew that we, we were going to figure it out no matter what. And we've lost on some deals. I've certainly lost on some deals by myself. Um, but it was always just educate action, educate action, educate action. Yeah. It was net. And so many people, I know you talked to a bunch of people. They're trying to figure out how to get started for three years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just do, come up with something and do it, you yeah. know? And, and it's always, you know, throw out there. What is, what is the best case scenario? What is the worst case scenario? Yeah. Right. And if that worst case scenario is when you really look at it most of the time, right? It's not gonna it's not gonna ruin you. Yep. It's not, you know, especially if you have a good deal. If you have a terrible deal and you have no money, then you know you gotta you gotta figure that out. But for the most part, if you've already gone down the path of the education and the analysis paralysis, that's yep. really what it gets into. And the deal makes sense, you know, what's the worst case scenario? And if you're willing to live with that, that's really what it comes down to, right? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to live with that? And for the most part, when you really sit back and look at it, it's usually not that bad. Right. Then just do it. Yep. Right. And it might not go right. And if it doesn't, you pivot, you go do it again. Right. And and do it better the next time. Yeah. Very important to note, though. And I, I think this is what I would tell anybody. And, and Bill and I both mentor a few people um, that are trying to get started. And I tell everybody, if you don't, already have the resilience to get through hard things. Yeah. Focus on practicing that before you dive into trying to build a real estate business because, and, and I, I see it. I see how people react to a bad day. Yeah. It's rain. It's raining. And I was supposed to do this today and now I can't cause it's raining and it ruins their entire week. Yeah. If you're that, if you're at that point where little things can really ruin everything else around you right now, you've got to do some self-improvement on the resilient side, some ability to get through adversity, because whether it's real estate or any other business, it will kick you in the teeth. Yeah. And if you're not solid enough with a foundation that can deal with that, you're, nothing else we said is going to matter. That's right. I, you know, That's right. So... Fix that and, and look in the mirror and make sure you have that squared away before you start taking action and educating yourself. Yeah, I agree. Second thing, when you reach out to a mentor, and I, I encourage everybody, you know, I mean, do it on your own. We tried it on our own, and, and but now we surround ourselves with mentors and people that can hold our hand as we get into bigger things. But when you do it, don't expect that mentor is going to to solve all your problems and fix and do it all for you. I see so many people that join these networking groups, paid networking groups and you know mentor and masterminds and stuff like that that pay the money, show up to the event and expect everything to just happen. Yeah. No. Whether you're in that group or not, you still got to do the freaking work. You do the work. Right? You're going to have to do the work yeah. no matter what. 
and lean on those people to, you know, give you the confidence, borrow their belief, all that stuff. But they're not going to, anybody that I'm mentoring, if you think I'm going to actually hold your hand through right. every step of the way, you've already lost. Like you, you're looking at it the wrong way. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yep. So if you're looking to get into real estate, fix your mind first, educate yourself, take the action. And if you're looking like we did, start, look at what you got. Do you have a house with equity in it? Go talk to the yeah. bank, see how much you can free up in that equity. If you don't, go down the path of learning about private lenders, you know, hard money lenders. We yeah. have a hard money lending fund. Um, but there's people out there that have money sitting in the bank that would be willing to, to get eight to 10% on that money while you go put it into houses and fix it. And they're getting a passive return. Yep. There's always a way big old world out there of people yeah. doing that. So educate yourself, listen to the podcast, read, read the books, talk to us if, and we'll gladly help at an entry level of, you know, how to get started. We're not going to, we're not, certainly not going to mentor you through buying a thousand unit apartment building in California. Right. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. We can connect you with the people that can mentor you through that. If you're just trying to get started, reach out to us. We can help you. So anything to add to that? No, I think that's great. It's just, you know, take action. Yep. Fight, fight the fear. But I mean, ultimately realize what you're comfortable with. Yep. And, you know, your, your gut will tell you whether or not you should or be, shouldn't be doing something. Yep. That's right. Sometimes... You shouldn't listen to it if it's, if it's holding you back. But for the most part, you know, your gut's usually going to tell you to go for it. And it's going to be something in your in your mind that's telling you that something's wrong. Right. Right. But don't be scared to go for it. And, you know, it's it's only as, as big of a deal as you make it in your head. Yep. Uh, yep. Perfect. So with that, we'll wrap up another Burning the Boats Weekly Ramble presented by 608B Capital. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Cool. All right.